Welcome back to Techies, the podcast about simplifying our lives one gadget at a time. This is episode 43 for Sunday, January 10th, 2016. That's 1-6. It is the new year. And I'm Shane. And I'm joined once again by Tony. Hi. Hi. How's, uh, how's it going, man? Good, good. How are you? How was your, how was your new year? Pretty good. Not too bad. on this too here. Yeah, uh, yeah, not not too shabby. Uh, just kind of hung out in the uh, da- local downtown area and uh, had some drinks, and it was a good time. No, nice. Oh, whose <laughs> voice stuff. is that? <laughs> it's Matt. Yeah, uh, I am doing fantastic. I finally got to see Interstellar, which I have been wanting to see for a long time. Uh, but uh, I'm still behind the times. I haven't seen Star Wars, so no spoilers. Oh wow! Through the podcast. <laughs> oh man. It's actually, I mean, I'm way behind the schedule here. That actually may be the next topic, uh, potentially, that we talk about on the next Troll Slayers. We'll see, but that's something uh, that, mm. yeah, I don't... Spoilers are just terrible. I don't know why anyone would do that. But sometimes you might not actively... You know, you might just yeah. you know, look it online and, and inadvertently read something. Oh, crap. I yes. mean, yeah, there's people out there, but there's also, like... I think you have to watch yourself, too. Yeah, like I don't know. Yeah. It's one thing. It's a Luke, you know, I'm your father thing. That's uh, that Whoa, one's well passed. That's well passed. That's after two weeks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it should be fair game after that. That seemed like a weird number. I I don't know who where was that. It was the Vince the Gilligan. guy who did Breaking Bad. Yeah, I don't know why uh, he thinks that, <laughs> but um, yeah, because it's just, of the internet, he said that. I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, so Matt, you said you had a good one, you had a good New Year's and all that fun stuff? Had a good New Year's, yeah. Went uh, went skiing, but it was too warm to go skiing, so I just sat around uh, and watched, uh, it was like American Ninja. <laughs> oh, nice. Ninja Warrior, I don't know what it is, the, the obstacle course that no one can complete. Oh. oh. American Gladiator? <laughs> American Gladiators, right? <laughs> uh, yeah? It's, uh, no, I know so what you're talking about, yeah. It's, yeah, they it's, do all this crazy stuff where they got to climb through nets and then scale some monster wall at the end. Yeah, yeah. I think I've seen that, too pretty sweet <laughs> uh yeah so good times um yeah all right well i suppose yeah yeah i was gonna say it's been a while uh it's been some time well, but happy to be back. back just good to be back just getting good going into some tech here right away let's do this yeah, how do we actually do this i've forgotten <laughs> yeah what are we doing forgotten. What are we talk about here well, let's let's just wing it. We'll we'll be okay, I think. <laughs> yeah. See what we can wing. do here. What? News. And because of the holiday and everything, I have kind of an older article. I think Tony was able to change his up, but I <laughs> I'm still a little bit behind here. Mine's from like early December, but um, thought it was still kind of a cool thing. This is uh, according to Popular Science. The Hyperloop will begin testing in Nevada in 2016. 2016. Full... Did I say I said the same way? Uh, Full speed ahead. So there is this startup company called Hyperloop Technologies, which is... It's a name taken uh, from Elon Musk, an idea from Elon Musk, uh, but there's not actually a direct connection to him. 
And they're building this ultra-fast test track, which is going to be located in North Las Vegas. It's a 50-acre propulsion, apparently in quotes, propulsion open-air test facility, which... Uh, <laughs> Does that mean it's... it's- Nothing like what it sounds, but they're just saying, you know, quoting it. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it sound like it's some kind of oh, yeah. I don't know. Trucks. Okay, not Whoa. those kinds of uh, quotes exactly. <laughs> that's that's the title of it. Uh, <laughs> and the testing for this is going to be in uh, early, well, early 2016, so that could be any time now. <laughs> the plans to test their custom-designed electric motor... Um, they're going to be up to 335 miles per hour or 540 kilometers per hour on a one kilometer track or a 0.62 uh, mile track. So once they, the uh, safety development and test sites, uh, they have a site that's going to be up and running, a, a safety development and test site. Once that's up and running, in uh, it's going to be early 2017 or why do I have early? <laughs> I think I meant here late 2016, early 2017. That would make a little more sense. So end of this year now, uh, they're going to have a full speed scale prototype um, that's going to be put to test, and a whole working system is going to, is planned currently uh, to happen by 2020. 2020 just. When you say that, it, yeah, it sounds so far away, but it's, but it's only not. four years. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, yeah, that <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> so Elon Musk had released some plans in 2013, and uh, since then, there's been these other companies out there, uh, Hyperloop Technologies, and their rival, Hyper- <laughs> Hyperloop Transportation Technologies. <laughs> which I don't know why those are two different companies. Or how that works, but uh, they've both worked towards uh, towards having these hyperloops, and uh, so there. This article does contain an interactive map, which is kind. Of, at first, I wasn't didn't quite understand, but the way it works is you click on a point and it shows you a. Or you you click on a location in the U.S. It's not. It doesn't show. It's strange because it doesn't show like an actual U.S. map, but it does show the cities and the pinpoints and the different lines between them. And then they have just color coded the distance or, or the uh, uh, time it would take to go from one city to another. You know, the closer mm-hmm. cities being the kind of the cooler colors, and as you go out more outward, you get the more red coloration. And just a couple examples here, I should say, I put down just three examples here, just based on this interactive map. Uh, you know, it, just the two hour, uh, two hour range here, it would take for to go from Chicago to Dallas, from LA to Seattle, and from New York to Miami. Those were all around, apparently around two hours, which is kind of insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, can you do that? <laughs> What are the fl- Matt? You do a little more flying, I think. Is that uh, what is the? Does that sound right? Do you normally t- is normally take you two hours, or how does that? Uh... <laughs> I don't really take any of these routes, but no. Yeah, uh, I mean, it sounds comparable to like air travel. Uh, yeah, New York to Miami, that two hours, that seems reasonable. So yeah, yeah it's kind of crazy to think that uh, they could do something on the ground just as fast as they can flying. Mm. Got hyperloop technology, I guess. Got to make me. It does make me wonder, though, if something gets in the way. I mean, you got to worry about this less in the air with birds and things, but 
Uh, if like something gets in front of this thing, that's mm-hmm. not. That's gonna be bad news. It's <laughs> like a cow walks in front of it. <laughs> yeah, boom. It's not gonna be good. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It's the same. Probably the same problem if a cow walks into a current train right now. Maybe there's less of a chance of uh, a derail though. <laughs> the speed this thing's going. There's gotta be a joke somewhere. Like two cows walk into a train. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the punchline is. Oh wow. It's gotta be good though. <laughs> Oh, yes. Good times. Uh, yeah, that's all I have for you. What do you got, uh, Matt? All right, this one's uh, <laughs> from Mac Rumors. Uh, so Apple Music now has over 10 million subscribers after just six months. Uh, so pretty crazy. And uh, I guess I, I don't have too many details outside of just kind of the titles, kind of the, uh, the big punch there. Uh, but there's some the, the, the article goes through, breaks it down, uh, mostly kind of uh, compares it to Spotify. Uh, so it, uh, it took Spotify six years to reach that mark, um, so that's kind of crazy. I'm sure the uh, uh, free month uh, test for Apple Music uh, helped out quite a bit. Um, and uh, this was uh, Apple Music launched just six six months ago uh, to over 100 countries on June 30th, 2015. Uh, I think quite a bit different launch strategy than Spotify, so maybe that's why it took uh, Spotify six years. I think. Spotify started in the UK and then moved over to or, or Europe in general and moved over to uh, the US uh, after quite a while. Um, so you know uh, that that could account for why Spotify took a bit longer. Um, and then Spotify's last announcement for how many uh, users they had was 20 million paying subscribers, uh, but uh, also 75 million active users. So they do have that free tier. Um, so just kind of the the comparisons of uh, how fast Apple Music has grown. Also, and, uh, it's kind of. Also, no one had a clue who Spotify was when they started out, and they didn't have nearly the marketing backing behind them, I'm guessing. Just yeah. throwing those out there. Yeah, they had a big big uphill hurdle where, where Apple kind of just jumped in. You know, they, they've, they've had iTunes. They've had uh, just a lot of work with music already. So, um, But I was kind of shocked with this. I, I thought they'd have a huge drop-off with yep. subscribers after that one month, but uh, it seems like they've held on to uh, quite a few people. Yeah, it was. Uh, was it a three months that was free? Pretty surprised too. It was, it was a month. Three months. Yep. Was it three months? Oh, yeah. It was. It's gone went by so fast. Yeah, it did. I got rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> I did too, yeah, but I did you, uh, oh, not without oh. paying that one month with that, which I regretted. I, I don't know. It's good, but then I, I, I guess I just don't want to. I know they're all about you know you can make your own playlists and you can try to find all your music and you basically have access to everything. But uh, I guess I just wanted something that. You know, just kept playing music, kind of like Pandora, and that's kind of what I use right now. Right. Yep. I'm so. on Pandora too. Yep. I I did the free trial, and that was about it for Apple Music. Yep. Who knows? Stuff, I might, though, I like, might come oh, back I'll play at this some music point. through Siri, and then it'll just play whatever song. I mean, it's yeah, kind of it was integrate. cool. Yeah, for sure. And you know, who knows? I might come back with if I ever you know release any more music or whatever. And um, but. Yeah, other than that, it's not really, you know, they advertise it as being something good for artists, but it's only really good if you're already a popular artist, so it's kind of, eh, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Eh, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> which I was afraid of, so it kind of, you know, that whole connect thing, of course, it was, yeah, it was better than what Ping was, but, eh. Oh, yeah, that's right. Definitely better. It's Ping just, 2.0, I forgot about that. I don't think oh. it's exactly uh, what they're advertising if, if they're not going to kind of boost you in some way, you know. Yeah, that yeah. was yeah. That the Apple had that whole connect thing. We're supposed to talk to artists. Has that? It you anything? know, 
I don't think it's done a whole lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, maybe bigger bands, I'm sure it's been somewhat nice for them. Um, I think I stumbled upon it once. They really, I think, need to redo, I don't know, maybe the uh, the desktop version of iTunes as well as the Apple version or the, I, or the iOS yeah, I don't. I don't like it right now. <laughs> I think part of mm. it is like people aren't just going to seek that out necessarily. I mean, yeah, hardcore fans would. Um, you know, maybe it just needs to be in a more prominent location that everyone's going to see. I, or something. I don't know if it's there. I don't know. Trying to put Facebook onto something or Facebook yeah. app solution into another service. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I think there's a part of like Evernote that does that too, and I don't know if I care for that. Sure. Just yeah, I can't tell if I'm social. I'm, just not the target audience where maybe there is a huge target audience or yeah. maybe I'm part of just the general population and this would be the hardcore music type people that use that service. And people that use more social services than I don't know, than I do. Maybe I'm kind of in that older demographic now, even though I don't like to think I am. <laughs> but I don't. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept it. Cool. So, yeah. Tony, I think you're up. Yeah, my, my article is from Lifehacker, and it's You Need a Budget's new web app runs in any browser, switches to a subscription price model. And I kind of talked, uh, I, know, I don't know, last year I think it was where we had a XP boost about YNAB and, you know, making a budget and all that. And I know, I think Matt still uses it, right? <clears throat> still yep. Use, and I still a use heavy it. Heavy user. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, weekly I keep put, putting stuff in there whenever I get any kind of transactions. Um, I will update my wine app just for my own peace of mind to track my money. Um, and I, it really does give me a lot of good peace of mind to do that. But now there is a new subscription model. So instead of like before where you would basically just purchase the application, I don't remember how much it was. Was it like $40 or $50? I don't know. I think I got it over a year and a half ago. I don't know. And um, I think the iOS version was free. Um, and I don't know if it was on Android or anything like that. But anyway, what you would do is you would basically create a, I don't know, it's kind of like a database file, I think, that would live in the cloud, whether it be, I think it's either through iCloud or Dropbox. And then you would sync these, you, your app, you would point it to the, that kind of database file. So then, um, you know, it would always sync up through there. But now they're kind of getting rid of everything. And it can go, it can be run through any browser and it kind of syncs up through uh, YNAB servers. So I kind of like that. I kind of thought they might have, should have done this before because if I'm on another computer, I know there's certain things you can't really do with the iOS version of it. Um, so I kind of wanted to use a computer, but I don't know, I guess there's security involved. You don't want to just use any computer because this is your budget. So, um, but anyway, now they're kind of going with that route with any browser and there's a subscription model. So now it's it's kind of like, you know, they're kind of like switching over to like what Evernote does. Um, it's going to be five bucks a month or $50 a year. And another one of their, um, one of their features is they're going to, you're going to be able to directly uh, import from your bank. So, and I think Mint does this, mint.com, which is, I guess, one of their competitors. And I believe you used this before, Matt, but I don't think, I think you said there was kind of delays with that. And I'd be curious to know if YNAB will run into the same issue if people decide to do that. So. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, when I, when I was using Mint, it was a, a couple day delay. Um, I didn't I really know. like that. 
Mint wasn't as flexible with how you can categorize things. It felt like it had a certain number of categories, and then you could kind of train it on how to move things over. And I think you need to budget it a lot more uh, mm-hmm. customizable in that regard. Um, but yeah, the I think the d- direct import of that transactions was the big feature for this one uh, yeah. for moving to the the web based uh, way of doing it. Um, and I think they actually lost a few features, but uh, they're then in the process of getting everything back to. Uh, as feature rich as a desktop version, uh, and then I think the big reason they said doing the subscription models, they don't have to save up features for a release once a year to come up with a new version. They're just going to release things as they they get them. So I think it's going to evolve pretty quickly to be a pretty pretty good system. Oh uh, yeah, that that's kind of a, a good um, a good point there. I wasn't sure if I was like this or not. You know, you buy a uh, you know piece of software that's a lot, and then it's like, well, they're not going to support it anymore. But I mean, they will support. Older versions of YNAB, like YNAB 4, through the end of 2016, they said. Um, but yeah, I wasn't sure I liked that. And um, I suppose kind of what you were saying before, like they don't have to like, oh, we have a good feature. Oh, let's put it on our next version. Now they can just, you know, spit it out because they're always getting your money now every month now kind of thing. <laughs> so there's really no point to holding back on features for the next big release since everything's everything's going subscription-based. Like I feel like, uh, you know, Microsoft's doing that with, with Windows 10, you know, um, it, the ter- more of these uh, so-called pieces of software are, are turning more into services. Just, I guess, good. I don't know. I, I, it's just newer, so it's a new way of looking at things. So I, I guess it it should benefit the consumer, I suppose. Um, uh, but anyway, I think yeah, you get a thirty-four day trial. I haven't tried it yet. Um, I don't know if I want to try it. I guess I have until the end of two thousand sixteen. Well, and they're going to just stop supporting it. I think at the end of two thousand sixteen. And by that, I just think they're just, you know, it'll still work and everything. I don't know if they'll, you'll be able to download older versions of it, but, um, you know, and then if, you know, new, uh, I think if new OSs uh, update um, and, you know, maybe they don't support the older versions, they just won't fix them. That's kind of what I'm thinking, but I don't know for sure. Um, but, yeah. Cool. <laughs> I, know, I say that all the time. Uh, yeah. That's okay. Sounds good. I mean, I don't know how cool you know how my what my opinion is about <laughs> budgets. Yeah. I guess uh, you know, never say never. That's uh, true. Oh, and also one more thing is if you at the end of January, if you decide to go with their year, I think you can get it for forty five dollars instead of fifty dollars, and they'll lock you in for life on that. Gotcha. So uh, I think they they lock you in at a ten percent discount. So you, if they did raise or lower prices in the oh, future. Oh, interesting. Good point. You're right. I think that's what I read instead. So, yeah, I think they'll probably stick around. I can't imagine they could go much higher than five bucks a month and get people to, because uh, the first thing you're going to do when you open it up is put that $5 into your budget. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> top of mind for most people. Yep, that's mm-hmm. right. All righty. Well, I think it's probably about time we just go ahead and go right into. <laughs> XP Boost. Tonight we are talking about podcasting equipment, which is kind of, um, if you have no interest in that, sorry, and you'll probably stop here, but <laughs> uh, it's going to make people's life, anyone who's interested in remotely doing a podcast, uh, may help you out. So, at least we hope so. I think uh, Matt and Tony will, will have maybe tiny bit of contribution here at the beginning just um since we're all at least using microphones uh to do our podcasting and if you guys feel like talking about some of the other um you know the computers or what have you that you use that's 
that's up to you. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and start with microphones. Uh, we all, at one point or another, we had the Blue Yeti microphone uh, condenser mics. And you guys, I think, are still sporting those, if I'm not mistaken. Still stuck on it, yep. <laughs> yep, there it is. I had, um, yeah, I had that for quite a while, and it wasn't until recently that I got some kind of upgraded a little bit, and um, actually ended up selling my old one to Matt, <laughs> but uh, I don't know if that's working out for you or not, but uh, <laughs> I uh, I currently have a, an Audio-Technica AT2035 large diaphragm studio condenser microphone, microphone. Uh, that was actually part of a bundle that came with a shock mount, pop filter, and XLR cable. I will say that the quality is very good on this thing. Uh, I, from what I can tell, it's, I mean, it's supposedly better than the Blue, Blue Yeti. I, I don't know if you guys noticed any difference or anything. Uh, seems to be pretty... It's, it's, it's probably a good time to point out that uh, right now you are using your whatever ATAT microphone you've got. Tony's <laughs> on his Blue yeah. Yeti, and then I am just using a crummy pair of uh, <laughs> uh, microphones right now. Uh, so I'm kind of the baseline. If I sound like crap, then uh, hopefully yeah. you will realize the quality. You fooled me, Matt. I thought point. you had the best sound out of every one of us, <laughs> including myself. Yeah. yeah, I'm using these headphones this week uh, you know, just for this comparison. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice work. Uh, so this, uh, this bundle came with a pop filter clamp, uh, didn't really work out for this particular setup that I have, um, since I'm, you know, I didn't actually put this down, but I also have an, uh, uh, boom microphone arm here, uh, microphone, yeah, microphone arm, arm, I guess you call it, <laughs> uh, that, it, you know, wouldn't really work, uh, attaching that to this. And I've tried a couple, I had a different couple of different ones of those and, and what i ended up doing is just uh kind of uh makeshifted this you know one of the existing pop filters that i had and i um i kind of soldered a, a paper clip to the end very technical here uh awesome and just put there's two tiny little holes at the front of it that i ended up uh just kind of putting those paper clip through and it seems to work actually pretty well considering that. And usually that kind of stuff I'd put together would never work, but, <laughs> uh, does all right. So at least I got that. <laughs> Speaks to the quality of the microphone. And just to be clear, the pop filter is just there. So, you know, for the P and the, and the K and those sorts of sounds. So that, that doesn't, uh, uh, you know, have the volume go crazy and have distortion there with mm -hmm. it for those little, little tiny pieces of audio. Um, oh yeah. So I just, I guess I had that in my notes. All right, so just repeat. Just, just don't want to repeat that. And uh, the other thing that we had was uh, uh, my only gripe, I think, with this microphone is that it does not have a cough switch or a. I know there's another name for a mute button, basically. Uh, that the Yeti Yeti does have. Um, so you guys obviously have that option. Although I will say the Yeti's is kind of weird. It's not. It's not like a hold the button down and let go. It's a, you know, you have to press it twice on and off. And sometimes I found that button didn't always actually activate. I don't know if you guys noticed that at all. But uh, that and yeah. the best. That and it's a little loud when you hit it. Uh, I found sometimes that even might get picked up by the mic. Um, but did you just do it? Tony, did you just do that? I did. We just I did it. I think I heard it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
this is trash now. I gotta get rid of it. No, so that's the one. That's my real, my only real gripe. That and the fact that the pop filter, I guess, doesn't really work. I'm still gonna. It's it's uh, 149 dollars on Amazon, and I think I'm still gonna get a five out of five. Maybe I'll let's say let's say 4.5. I'm changing my mind right now because a couple little things. Um, very good quality though. Haven't had any issues with the quality of it. So, was that the uh, 149? Is that for the Audio Technica or the Blue Yeti? That is the Audio Technica. I suppose, like, yeah, I suppose I could have mentioned the the Blue Yeti. What are they even running now? I know it was like a hundred before, one fifty somewhere around there. What, is it? I think you can still get them for a hundred, right? You I guys remember so. it all? I thought it was around a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, should be right around there. Unless the price has dropped since then. Um, but. Now, it's not too important. I think someone might be looking that up now. <laughs> um, <laughs> in fact, maybe I'll see. It's down to $98. Oh, Ooh. wow. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. 99 I should probably mention, too. So this is the, the reason I had part of the reason I'd switched because I wanted to go to a more of a mixer setup and something that used a an actual XLR connection rather than because the Blue Yeti does use a USB connection on it uh which is good you know i have no real gripes uh, you know for b- most podcasters you know just starting off and um it seems uh you know the xlr tends to produce better quality um so uh the and that that and the fact that you can't really you know i found it difficult to find a mixer that worked with usb i, I couldn't find a mixer that worked with usb so that was that was really kind of my initial reasoning behind switching so if you guys ever wanted a mixer i don't think you'd be able to do that with the blue yeti unfortunately um so yeah transitioning then right into mixers i had purchased the behringer euro rack ub 1202 fx which has i'm just going to run through some of this is going to be just me running through a lot of stuff because most people are kind of necessarily understand what I'm talking about here. Uh, so it has four XLR inputs. And maybe I'll just quick mention the XLR connection is the bigger connect audio connection you get on uh, microphones that has the three prongs to it. Uh, it's the next step up from the quarter-inch connector from, say, a uh, you know electric guitar, that type of connector. Um, it says four inputs and four quarter-inch outputs, or inputs, with four uh, gain knobs, dials, if you will. Uh, it has eight quarter-inch inputs. Uh, how do I say that? No, eight quarter-inch inputs aside from the quarter, the four that are sort of tied in with the four XLR connectors. There uh, are RCA connections for both in and out. There are dials for high, mids, and lows for each uh, each of the eight quarter-inch inputs. There's dials for FX pans and levels for each. I was kind of looking forward to you saying, calling these all knobs. Knobs. Why did you switch to dials? <laughs> Probably for that reason. Uh, <laughs> I'll do it for the last one here. Uh, knobs for program and then push in parentheses. FX to main and phones slash control room. A lot of that stuff is, yeah, I'm not even that into a lot of this stuff, so some of it's still pretty foreign to me. Uh, quarter-inch connections for FX send, phones, main out, and control room out. And I will say for a little while, so part of the reason, uh, part of my uh, reasoning behind getting this mixture was was in order to do what they call, let's see if I can remember it now, 
It was called a mix minus, and it was in order to uh, have the conversation of a Skype or a Skype conversation without my own. How'd that go? It's so that when the mixed audio, so that that didn't come back to you guys, you know, on the Skype call. That was part of that idea, and that was part of the reason, at least initially, what I thought the FX portions of this would do because I looked at a YouTube tutorial and they talked about a uh, rather than it wasn't labeled FX it was labeled uh, something else <laughs> I'm trying to remember now but at any rate it was what basically went back to the computer uh, without you know without the Skype uh, conversation so that again so that you guys didn't hear your own voices well now I'm not using that at all and somehow I can't even, it sounds real professional, but I don't even know how you guys, occasionally I think we get that echo, that um, feedback, yeah. but uh, seems to be working fine since I switched and haven't been using that portion. But anyway, that's maybe a little more information than necessary. Uh, so I'm just going to keep... need to adjust some different knobs. <laughs> yeah, probably. There are, uh, there's buttons for plus 48 volt phantom power to... I think that's two track to mix, uh, two, tra- unless that's something else. That's two TR, two control room, FX two control room, uh, all that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm just kind of reading off everything that's on this thing. Uh, not too much more here though. There's a main mix slider, and so the dimensions. Diving into the dimensions here right away. Uh, nine and a half by eight point seven by one point eight inches and four point six pounds. The my biggest complaint about this one is that there is no power switch on it, from what I can tell, other than that uh, phantom power button, uh, which is really kind of a pain. And especially because when I, after I'm done using this thing, it does actually have a. It's pretty obviously uh, got some heat to it so i like to turn it off but really the way they provide it it seems like i'm just supposed to unplug it but i just have it tied into a surge protector that i turn on and off um so it's really my only gripe with that and uh it says only now it's only available unfortunately from third-party sellers on amazon um so i'm gonna give that though a four and a half out of five i think i i think although i don't understand what was this my rating here to somebody else? But four out of five. I, I added stuff. I think you had a four out of five. I had a four out of five. <laughs> okay. Do you not think you did? Wait, did someone change this to four and a half out of ten stars? <laughs> Matt, that doesn't make sense. When did you go in here? <laughs> it was four out of five. You had that weird, funky, uh, the actual oh. four shifts. Uh, I had four, whatever that is. I had four out of five. You're saying? It was a five point scale. We never do ten point scales. <laughs> okay, so four That's out of five. I thought you guys have a little issue with that. Don't you I guys butt heads about that? <laughs> sort not really seriously though. <laughs> well, no, I mean you know, in all. I time. I do think ten, ten gives a little bit more. <laughs> anyway, we're not going into that. Yeah, uh, I get yeah. a ten point scale four. or seven out of ten. Anyway, my <laughs> five point scale is five out of five. My point with it's by saying that it's not. Uh, it's only available from third-party sellers now on Amazon is that I didn't get a real uh, clear price on that because of it. So uh, let's move on to headphones. I am now, for the longest time, I was using what Matt's using, at least for just for my headphones, which was just the Apple. Apple, uh, Apple, that's what I'm using. (laughs) The Apple. The Apple (laughs) ear pods. Uh, 
yeah, I was using that for a while, and it's fine, you know, it does the job. But um, I don't know. I think something to be said for uh, not having some of that get feedback to the mic also, and um, I don't know, just being able to hear a little better uh, what's going on and everything. And uh, this this particular pair I got seemed to be the best at the time for the price, and this was a Sony MDR 7506 Professional Large Diaphragm. Uh, it's not a diaphragm, but <laughs> headphones, let's just say. Let's just add that in there. Uh, I found the quality to be quite good on these. Uh, really haven't, uh, don't think I've really had a better pair of headphones as far as I can remember. And uh, it does cover the entire ear, which I think is really probably pretty important for podcasting. You know, once you're once you've been doing it for a while, I think it's probably not a bad idea to get something like that. Um, it does come with a nine point eight foot, uh, that's in feet, coiled cord with gold plated quarter inch and also three and a half millimeter plug. So, plug Tony, just for you. Well, it's because Matt says it so nicely. Knob, just for Matt, and <laughs> no, you. no knobs. But it does it. It's like a screw on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So the uh, <laughs> the the quarter inch connection screws on, I believe, screws on the uh, the three and a half millimeter connection. That's the smaller one. Your your traditional headphone uh, computer port plug. Plug. And <laughs> is a quarter inch is that width or is that length? That's that's definitely width uh, or. Uh, I was gonna say radius. Uh, diameter is what. So that would girth. Be. Sure. <laughs> I was waiting for that word. I knew it was gonna come. So then, uh, having said that, uh, I I did find uh, with these headphones um, that everything in the room really kind of got intensified uh, when I'm when I'm speaking into the mic or anything that happens in the room gets picked up more so on the mic. Uh, so you notice really anything I can be talking. I can be talking just whispering. But I could be whispering like from a distance away like this. You didn't hear that probably, but I did. I did. I did hear it. Oh, well, fine. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners probably didn't hear it. And that always drives me crazy when, <laughs> when people can't be heard on the mic. So sorry. Apologies for that one. Uh, last I checked here, it was 7835. Sorry, Tony, did you have a question? Did I hear that? No, I'm good. Oh, fine. I don't fine. think so. Not yet anyway. <laughs> I will. Last I checked, it was seventy eight thirty five on Amazon, which isn't super cheap now that I think about it. <laughs> uh, but you know, it was about the cheapest I could find for the you know, it's the highest rated uh, I could find within my price range, which tends to be you know probably less than a hundred, not not super expensive. Uh, so uh, yeah, I give these five out of five. Is it's you know, this is it really hasn't done me wrong in any way, and I can't. I don't really have any complaints with it, so uh, mm. if you're looking for a decent pair of headphones for podcasting or otherwise, and 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 please write in, let me know. I noticed there was a couple of different uh, over over the year, not over the year, uh, but yeah, right over whatever you call it. That I'm confusing it with the headphones that go that literally get wrapped around your ear. I'm gonna, let's just call them over your ear for for now. I noticed there are a couple of different studio types of headphones that you can get. Some were for mixing, and some were for not mixing <laughs> like live feedback or something so i don't do, do those rep i mean i guess is over the ear is that just kind of 
plastered against your ear, or is it the hole wraps around your ear? Your fit, your ear fits completely inside of the. Uh... Oh no no no, not that. <laughs> um, it is just around the ear. Yes, around. Ah uh, okay. I have so I've. I have problems with that where if I wear it too long, uh, something like that, it feels like it mashes my ear and my ear I've, starts to I, You well. know what? I'll say, I'm glad you brought that up because this may be the reason I'll keep this at 5 out of 5 because I have noticed that a lot also with other headphones, and I don't think I've ever noticed with this that with this pair of headphones. It's, they're very comfortable, and, um, yeah, I I don't think they really hurt my ears. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, if you're looking for yeah, that's a, good. Yeah, seems to do the job pretty well. All right, and the last one I have here for you is Digital Recorder. And this one was kind of not, it wasn't a required component for my setup here, but I'm just going to briefly talk about this one. And the reason the reason I picked this up, well, initially it was because of the two recordings I had that just kind of went uh, went terrible. And I think one of them was with Techies. I want to say, well, this, this will tell you how much I really know, uh, how much it drove me crazy it was nice man it was uh <laughs> it was episode 36 i want to say uh that we re-recorded because i had um oh man you guys kill me <laughs> you're killing me smalls uh there was there was <laughs> i'm so distracted right now uh <laughs> so episode 36 we re-recorded because i was using uh Adobe Audition and something didn't go right because there was a lot of CPU processing going on and I and it was all it was like behind on everything and the buffering wasn't right and I just basically the quality ended up being terrible. We did the same I did the same thing with Wildernet once and it was maybe not quite as bad but we still, we kept that one because Eric was kind of okay with it <laughs> and it wasn't it didn't sound as bad. Um, plus we just record more regularly with techies and that was. Ended up working out fine. Uh, so episode 36 originally was done with just Tony and I. And then and thankfully the next week or whenever it was next, we ended up, uh, all three of us were recording. And so ultimately, I should say I had this recorder prior to that. Um, I just couldn't get it working <laughs> properly. And I even took this thing to Nerdtacular this, over the summer, which we didn't end up doing anything with. I don't know. There was some drinking going on or something. I don't know. We never... <laughs> Plus, we didn't have, like, a plan. You know, that probably would have been... Having some kind of scripted out would have probably been okay, too. But didn't end up doing that. Maybe one of these days we'll do something live somewhere. But at any rate, sorry, I'll get back to this. The actual recorder here, which is a task, Tascam, Tascam, however you say that, DR40, 4-track portable digital recorder. And part of the reason I got this too is it has these two unidirectional stereo mics that can be adjusted to what they refer to as A, B, and X, Y positions. Um, and I'm not going to demonstrate that here right now just so it doesn't screw up the recording because I am recording on it right now. Um, but basically, you know, it starts off in this position <laughs> and you can flip them out. So that's what the microphones do. You can have it be like this where it's kind of closed just one person at a time or you can flip it out so you can do like have two people talking or multiple people talking simultaneously which is kind of neat and um i thought that was cool the thing is if you look at this thing online it looks like a taser i mean it, it does really, <laughs> it really does it, i uh, thought jane was going to, to i thought for me. sure someone was going to stop me in the airport with this thing Bro. but they didn't uh i was surprised <laughs> maybe they can just tell in uh in the security <laughs> and everything but mm -hmm. so this has two XLR, 
what are you putting now? <laughs> You're putting, uh, well, I'll get to that later. There are two XLR <laughs> slash quarter inch inputs. Um, there is a three and a half millimeter line out and remote input, uh, which I believe is, I think the remote connection must be for some kind of accessory they have. Not too sure on that though. Uh, there are power and storage modes. There are controls on here for marking, you know, the position you currently are, which is great. And I, I found other audio recording software I've used in the past didn't really have that. You can, you know, mark certain placement in your recording. And there's even controls that you can divide and split directly uh, on the device, which I find is really helpful. And fortunately, I haven't even had to use those. I Thankfully, I've been doing, you know, it's been pretty cut and dry, and I haven't had to do much editing or anything like that. So I'm um, pretty happy about that. Um, there are buttons for stop, play, record, volume, back skip, input level, and mic switching. So switching between the different mics, the different types of mics. There's also an attachment for a tripod on here, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, if you had, um, if you had a obviously a mic, a mic, a uh, camera tripod or you know something like that, this this would work pretty well for that. Which I even I have a little like real cheap one I think I had gotten a while back that I was tempted to to use. That'd be great, you know, just for sitting on sitting on a table or something when you're traveling. Uh, there is a two gigabyte SD card included. And so there's optional, okay, this, for some reason, when I tried this out at first, I could not figure this out for the life of me, and all of a sudden it just hit me one day, but there is optional AC power, which I'm really happy about, because at first I thought it was just going to be battery powered, which it also is, I think it takes two double A's, and thankfully, but when you start off, there is a, there's a power mode, and there's a storage mode, so if you have it, which I do, I have it connected into the computer, into the PC, and the first thing that it prompts me for is whether or not I want to go into power mode or you or storage mode. And I started off in power mode just so I don't drain the, you know, the batteries on the device. And then I'll come back and I'll go into storage mode once I'm done recording. Uh, then I can just transfer the file directly to my computer. Uh, so uh, there's also, I guess there's, yeah, so here we go. It says it down here. Foot switch and uh, there's a foot switch and a wired remote control accessory. Uh, available for it also. I think they're also by Tascam. Which, so it's funny to me that that brand is is so strange because I'm pretty sure, unless unless you guys can correct me on if I'm thinking of a different brand, I'm pretty sure, don't they make uh, microscopes? Do you guys know? Because I'm pretty mm. confident when I was a kid I had like a big, like a big screen <laughs> microscope that was by this company. Mm. Uh not, don't don't quote me on that. And again, write in if you know what the actual brand is that I'm thinking of. Uh, this one was a little more expensive. It was 175 on uh, also on Amazon, I believe. I think I got most of my things on Amazon. Uh, and I don't even know what my rating is because you guys put <laughs> so much crap here. What is all this? <laughs> oh my, starry-eyed surprise, sundown to sunrise, dance all night, five out of five, area... Five, area, 50, <laughs> area 51 stars so i, I think i think about. it's five out of five right i think is what we're going with here so it originally started as i might have cool. i can neither confirm or deny that happy to hear that <laughs> <laughs> thank you for jogging my memory 
Okay. Well, do we have anything? Did anyone write in or anything? I, I don't think so. Uh, I'm trying to think. Think uh, maybe something for Troll Slayers, but I don't recall anything offhand for Techies. So without having said that, just rattle off something. You could have kept that in there. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want. Anyway, our website is niceguynetwork.com slash techies. You can leave us a rating on iTunes and Stitcher. We're on both of those. Might be a little tricky to find us on iTunes sometimes if you if you try the... Uh, <laughs> just putting in more techies podcast. Do a little search on iTunes. We'd Oh, my goodness. I can't even read our own stuff here. What the heck is going on here? Uh, you guys are crazy. Techies Sorry, Podcast. No uh, uh, holy cow. I sound like I'm just rambling nonsense now. You're doing a good job, Shane. We would really appreciate uh five-star rating on there, though. Uh, we record Elf Geek Radio most Sunday nights. Most Sunday nights at 6... Or, yes, six, six seven central on channel two. Our email address is techiespodcast at gmail dot com. You can find us at facebook dot com slash techiespodcast and on Twitter at techiespodcast. And you can find other shows as well at niceguynetwork.com dot com. You guys, uh, still, you still sporting the Twitter? You doing that whole thing at all? Nothing? Maybe some of it? I don't it's know. It's still on the there. I don't know. I look at it every once in a while. <laughs> Tony's at Ibel one two three. Matt's at Hulock, right? Actually, I'm not anymore. Yep. I'm at something different. Tony's at something different. <laughs> updated oh, Twitters. Sorry. You lost all your followers. <laughs> uh, what followers? What am no. I at? I forgot. But I remember, like the last, I think podcast we had, I changed it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> I forgot what it is. So whatever. Just uh, you know, go to Shane. Go to Shane. Add whatever. Find I Tony forgot what it that. is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, are you still at Hulock? Yeah. Cool. Excellent. <laughs> cool. I think I get emails if you Twitter me. So. Oh, there you go. Nice. Wait, does that happen? I don't think anybody Twitters me. I've been try. I, I've been. I was absent from Twitter for quite some time, and I'm trying to make a point of getting back on there. So you don't um, have to do that. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll about do it. Uh, unless you guys have any. Well, you know what? Pfft, wow. Did I totally forget? If you guys wanted to mention anything else about your podcast setups, you can feel free to do so, by the way. Um, I suppose oh, I just have the... This is our section? <laughs> <laughs> Past all that, I just remembered. But really... yeah, if you guys uh, want to talk about that now, you certainly may. Um, I've had PCs and Macs, and the only thing that's been the constant <laughs> are, are, is the Yeti mic. But yeah, I... Worked with everything and yeah, that's Skype. Fine, yeah. Have you talked about the software we use called we Skype? We do use Skype, yes. Uh, yep. yep. It's way, way out of been, order here. But that's right. fine. That's fine. No, I have, uh, thanks. For I did have a question, but I don't know. Yeah. It might be a loaded question. Sure. I, I don't know. People probably maybe want to know, like, how to get into podcasting. Like, maybe what's the, you know, if they don't have a lot of money, maybe what's the, what, what should they focus on? You know, I guess a mic and a computer, obviously. But, like, you know, is there anything else? Like they should focus on. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, questions. it looks like you can just if you have a computer and you get a decent pair of Apple headphones, you're good to go. Boom. Yeah. Well, and it then. really depends. Um, it really depends on what your goal is. I think the biggest, definitely the biggest challenge I ran into was how to mix in audio. And initially, I was on a Mac, and and when I say mix, I mean compiling your 
Skype with sound effects uh, and your own voice, you know, all those things together. And thankfully with... Thank you, Tony, for reminding me about this, by the way. Uh, thankfully with uh, Max, there are some free software out there. One of one piece of software is called Soundflower, and the other piece is called Line In. So if you use those two pieces of software, you are able to combine channels together to mix those things so that you can record live. Now, if you're not on a Mac, unfortunately, there's the options are more limited. I know there's, there's a program out there called... Uh, there are programs out there that allow you to record your Skype audio. Uh, I think there's one... Well, it might be one even called Skype Recorder, but there's... I think most people refer to the one called Pamela, which allows you to record your Skype conversations. Uh, now, what that doesn't do is that I don't think that allows you to bring in different sound effects and things like that. So... Um, what uh so that's a little more difficult i think so a lot of people when they start off they just use audacity which again is a free piece of software just for recording and editing and then you have to kind of go back and mix you know edit things in yourself which i wasn't a big fan of so i didn't i never wanted to really do that setup so i just uh i went straight to the mac and the and using Soundflower and Line In. And since then, I've switched back to Windows, and I'm, I'm doing that with all this more, you know, physical uh, hardware setup. But uh, I guess maybe it was a little more loaded question. But, uh, yeah, if you have any other questions, write us in and let us know. Uh, yeah, this gets us <laughs> was that directed right at Tony? Tony, if you got any more questions, just write in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, so, so I've used, uh, you know, again, I've used both Mac and PC, and, and again, we, we all do use Skype. I've considered um, Google Hangouts. Uh, never really happens. I guess Skype is just kind of the most used one for this sort of thing. And, uh, you know, we've had issues in the past, but you know what? I have new internet now, for the record, and, and I think this all went pretty well. I think this is probably the best it's gone, uh, and we all have video working properly and really haven't noticed any glitches this time, so maybe it was just on my end <laughs> for the longest time. Um, yeah, Matt, what about you? Anything in particular? Nope. I think I've got pretty much the same setup as Tony. So. Yeah. Gotcha. That's cool. All right. Well, I think that'll about do it. If, unless you guys have anything else. Matt? Nope. I am good. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ah, let's do this. Thanks guys. Thanks everyone so much for listening. We really appreciate it. This has been, again, episode 43 Techies. And until next time, Tech are easy.